It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook because they've got great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. They've got awesome new and existing user promotions. They're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, safe, and secure. You get your winnings fast, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. You can discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code JNJ, that's J-A-N-D-J, so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Friday, July 1st. The year is halfway over. I don't know how the fuck that happened. <laughs> Jesus, you said that and I'm like, wow. like, <laughs> are you what? halfway through your New Year's resolutions? <laughs> do people still do that shit? Like, you know what I mean? Has Twitter shit on it enough that people are like, all right, this is I this, do. This is new year, new oh, me. Really? I do oh, goal setting and I do goal That's setting and visioning every That's... year. I do. Um, as always, like Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good friends, the Jethro Jenkins, aka John. What's up, Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. Hey, everybody, have a good 
I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike, and we have got so much to talk about today. Malik Monk, Patty Mills, Richard Rubio. It's free agency names. mania. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> Patty Mills, though. We want him. <laughs> yeah, we need shooters. I'll take a Patty Mills. It's too for late. Sure, it's too where, late. Where'd he, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he sign? Well, I did my joke fucking intro about the three signings no one would care about. And I, I care about don't Patty even remember. Mills. Hold on. Let me go. <laughs> I know Malik Monk left the Lakers for the fucking Kings, yeah. which yeah, yeah. congrats on getting the money. He's uh, oh he's he's going back to the Nets on a two year. Okay, two years fourteen. Going back mil. to the projects. Enjoy that. <laughs> you in the hood? So, now, baby. LA. Let's start there. We we've got an interview coming up later in the show with Matt Sullivan, um, who uh, is a recurring guest on the show. We love having on. Um, kind of. <laughs> Got to become an expert on the uh, Brooklyn Nets dysfunction and uh, is thus a perfect interview for this specific moment in time. But let's the three of us talk about it, too. Tyler, uh, for the first time ever, you were contacting the volume staff asking yesterday, hey, you need to tweet this video out because I nailed the fucking shit out of this net situation last week. (laughs) Bro, I have never asked the volume to social it in my shit. Ever. Any of my shit ever. But I was like, we need to socialize. Bro, I was was like, bro, please give me this moment to run this victory. Because motherfuckers was on my head after Kyrie opted in, bro. And, I, you know, I took it in stride. The game is the game. You talk your shit. You got to be able to take it when it it comes back on you. But, yeah, I needed that victory lap. And that shit doing numbers. I think it's at like 70,000 views when I checked this morning. I think it's more. I think it's like 80 right now. Something like that. I love that. I feel like this is the only quote unquote talking head show where you can discuss a somewhat controversial situation and take for three minutes. And most of the responses, I literally saw someone respond with fair take. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, it was bro. Like it it made so much sense. I had people, my homies sent me like, Tyler's so good at this. It's maddening. (laughs) I'm like, this is his actual job, G. Like, you know what I mean? And he's really good at that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like like I told you, I view the shit from the scope of an HR disaster. And that's what I fucking do for a living, basically. Right. That wasn't just a take, nigga. It's real life, (laughs) motherfucker. Niggas need to pay you for that information. Run him his money. Employee relations. It's real life over here, dog. Right, right, right. That's my life. (laughs) That's my fucking life. I'll no, die that's for this a good shit. way to live, though. And you looking out for motherfuckers, so kudos to you. Appreciate it, bro. Tyler banging the HR set, bro, on the fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah. I love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here's my question. Uh, it does seem we're recording this Friday morning. It seems increasingly likely that Kyrie Irving is going to force his way to the Lakers. I want to know from you guys. I've been uh, I, I've I've pressed on Kyrie and what I think you know. Oh, oh hi baby, hi baby. Sumi time. Baby Sumi's oh, oh, on the podcast. To... Oh, get it. I yeah, I know she's about to freestyle. She ain't so. ready for the pressure. She ain't quite built for the lights yet. Sumi, Sumi, hi Sumi. She can't hear none of y'all say it. was smiling at me i had to grab her it was of course you had to little two teeth i was like bro i can't i'm a dad first (laughs) (laughs) i want you off the podcaster second i want you off the show (laughs) (laughs) have 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 rod the whole baby so me in front of the microphone for the rest of the show get out of here she got her Rather has uh she she has her uh night clo- or sleeping clothes on she ain't doing that man she has too much <laughs> she's too classy she will never let anybody see her like that <laughs> bad decorum bad decorum <laughs> all right my my question on basketball is uh I've been 
fairly I've been more vocal with you guys than I have been in public because I don't like being a, a basketball media person who's like this guy's bad for covid messaging and all this but as you guys know i was like really personally bothered by a lot of this shit Kyrie did in particular like on the on the indian reservation and everything i thought was really to me when you're being disrespectful and you're fucking with poor people it's difficult for me to uh take you seriously as a human being or whatever as soon as i heard he might go to the lakers like obviously my brain just completely dissipated and was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you started noticing the money he gave to the people that the shit that i was talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. like i turned into right, you right. immediately the supplies that he gave that he you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah um what is our what is my slash hour as people who care about the world but who also uh feel a need to like some of the sports are my escape shit as a sports writer. I, I understand some of that, right? Like, I do understand some of that. What's what, what's my moral? Am I a bad person if I literally go from I think this person's a bad person to I can't wait to take my son to see this bad person in broad You're just a person. You're just a person. <laughs> I, I mean, you can still be on some fuck Kyrie for that shit he pulled, but. You know, yeah. let's go Kyrie, you know, on game night. You know what I mean? You could, you could have some duality there, I believe. Middle I mean, ground Jones, I appreciate you. In, in, in the conversation, I was saying, yeah, fuck that. That's some bullshit, you know what I mean? But when it comes to that basketball, that round ball, has he, has that's he a God holding that. that thing, you feel me? Let's talk, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you carving out space for me, guys. <laughs> we always, we always got love for you, Guardy. My basketball, my my basketball dick betrayed my brains. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thinking with the little head. <laughs> We've all been there, Bubba's. <laughs> oh man, yeah, for sure. Well, you said what? We're gonna we're taking a break. If he goes to the Lakers mid show, you're gonna need a minute to collect yourself. I'm gonna right? go right to the bathroom. <laughs> a little personal time, you feel me? <laughs> oh, pull shit. out some shea butter instead of the lotion. You know what I mean? Make it special. <laughs> a little ambiance, little ambiance. You know, light the candles. Way, you know, light the candles. I got the dimmer in the bathroom too. Might have to hit that thing. You know what I'm saying? The, the craziest shit I ever saw on Twitter was someone talking about putting the lotion in a bowl and throwing it in the microwave, bro. <laughs> Twitter is I'm, Twitter is disgusting. Twitter bro. is a cesspool. Bro, I'm gonna tell y'all some shit. I probably shouldn't say. Tell it, say it. And after this, maybe you can take it off the pod if you think it's. <laughs> but I was told a banana peel. Oh, yeah. I, I, heard, I heard that too. No, no, no. I beat that banana peel up. No. I didn't take it. Oh, you you tried? It. I thought you were just sharing. I tried with... it immediately. Just boom. <laughs> But I tried it. Did you I eat the banana it. before using the peel? Because that makes this even wilder if you did that. Yes, I'm not. A, I don't. I didn't waste the banana. So you ate a banana the whole time prepping but to the fuck the is, peel. No, look, no, <laughs> like look, this is madness. I, I think it changed the way I ate bananas because that was made. Because rather than a brother would make it fun of me because I really just pulled a banana out and take the peel off completely and eat it. It may have started the same in that moment. Good. <laughs> I was like squeeze the banana, try to keep the the peel intact. And then, nope. But it's, I was like, I had to be in like 
eighth grade or something. Okay. Maybe seven. A- anything that you happened in I mean? middle school is perfectly yeah, acceptable. I was like, I was told, I was like, <laughs> we were the worst versions of ourselves for the in moment. School, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, because <laughs> I, you know, there's some movies coming out where people were, you know, embarrassing themselves early. And I wasn't trying to, you know, get taken out in the first quarter. You feel what I'm saying? You fucking you. I mean, I we've just we've discussed what a horrible time middle school was. But you fucking you see a woman at at, at the fucking grocery store, and you be fucking ninety steps deep in your head. I told within you within a second, bro. That was, was that was hell. I do not miss being yeah, ruled by my fucking hormones. Like, like even that, in dude. high school, like I catch a I get a boner out of nowhere, and I'd be like, tap somebody, look at this, and make a jump in the fucking classroom. <laughs> I'd be in Miss Krell's English class, like. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, what are we talking about? Basketball. Right um, anyway, sorry. It, yeah, yeah. Do we have anything else that we didn't cover with Matt on KD or Kyrie? What 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 are you guys? I mean, at this point, obviously, it's looking like Kyrie to the Lakers is is uh, more and more likely. I just don't buy that there's a way to make that happen with Kyrie and Kyrie. Although Wendy has floated that, and I am a Wendy Hive guy at this point. You know, yeah. I think he's a viable. He's a green party alternative to uh, Woj and Shams, you know. I'm going third party for the I first time it. ever in my life uh, with the, on the Windy Hive, but uh, but I don't. But I do think that that's a bit of a stretch. So if Kyrie is going to be a Laker, knock on wood, what do you think with KD? Is this going to happen with him going to Phoenix? If he does end up in Phoenix, does that flip things? I don't person. I don't know. I don't really know that I think that it does. To be honest with you, although that would be a really intriguing team. What do What do you think about the balance of power as far as where he's going? Um, when I heard that the Nets had no interest in having Aiden, you know, that kind of made me shift my my thinking that Miami probably lands because I mean it's basically going to be Pat Riley versus fucking Sarver. Like, who do you think is going to win that? Who do you think is going to you know fucking you know drop their nuts harder to make this shit happen between those two? I'm putting my money on Riley here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I th- the thing with me is like they need more than just Booker, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it, for the, for that trade, you're not trading Booker for KD no. straight up. Booker and no Booker and CP3 are, are off the table. That's who. Oh, who they K- off the table. That's th- what th- that's who KD wants to play with. I'm sure. But uh, I mean, they, they, but I think I think the Nets said they wouldn't trade with the Phoenix unless Booker's involved in that. Oh. And I get that. How the fuck are you not going to involve Booker? In well, that trade? but we'll see with the trade market, the longer that this drags on, we'll see what the Nets are willing ben to Simmons accept. Shit, where it's like, well, yeah, we'll figure something. Yeah. Um, uh, shout I, I get, I don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not even gonna pretend to make up some shit right now. I have no idea. I have no idea because I think, I think I, I, it seems like the Suns, but you're saying that they won't involve Booker. So that's not going to happen without Booker. I have no idea. Maybe he should go to the Lakers. Um, okay. <laughs> they talked the about that. They didn't want to give up what, like unprotected picks? Is that what what was the the line? Was it THT yeah. again? That was the line they that they drew in the sand. THT, who I really like as a basketball player, is rapidly becoming my least favorite player ever because he could have. In the same way that I loved the baby Lakers because they turned into like Mighty Morphin Power Ranger style, they turned into Anthony Davis. THT's <laughs> refusal to turn into <laughs> Demar Derozan or Kevin Durant is really making me resent him in a way that's not fair to him at all. <laughs> They're treating THT like the Heat treated Hero, you know what I mean? But THT right. averaged like eight points a game, bro. Like, you know. Oh, That's our know. little buddy. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but, hey, good for him. Um, the Lakers clearly had a philosophy yesterday of um, 
clearly they watched the games last year where we were just watching guys who looked tired for a whole fucking season around LeBron James. They apparently thought LeBron James was the rule and not the exception of old dudes playing basketball for a living. (laughs) So they made a, they made a distinctive effort to get younger and more athletic and more energetic as a fan. I like that because I'm hopeful that at the very least, if we suck, it won't be so boring, which last year was just boring it was yeah. just hard to Impossible watch basketball to watch yeah it was but do you think that they got they didn't really add any shooting they're still small at the wing do you think that they added enough to get into the playoff maybe make a little noise obviously Kyrie's the big wild card that's still out there but do you like what the Lakers did yesterday mm. who'd they pick up who'd they pick up Lonnie Walker uh was the mid-level which I didn't necessarily think was the um <laughs> I didn't necessarily. Walker is yeah. solid. I'm not yeah, mad yeah, at it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not exuberant not, about it. But, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I don't know if that's gonna you know keep Bron from going out sad again. But who else? <laughs> oh, Damian <laughs> Jones. Okay. Okay. Um. Obviously, JTA from the the Warriors, who is not a, the, an impact player, but who's gonna sell a fucking billion jerseys in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. The first Mexican player, I think, <laughs> that the Lakers will have picked up uh, in quite some time. <laughs> oh, they're they're trying they're trying to sign right now as we're recording. They're trying to sign Thomas Bryant, um, which would give them a. I mean, it would be a <clears throat> a much much better. <clears throat> excuse me, much much better front court. Um, they signed uh, Troy Brown Jr. Okay. Uh, okay. Eh. I uh, mean, it's those are nice little fill out the roster moves. Those aren't moves that make your team incremental, you, you know, exponentially better or anything. But you know, it's solid. It was some solid movement there. But assuming that the Kyrie deal goes through and you're looking at Kyrie, Braun, A.D., are Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown Jr., Dave, I mean, are those the pieces that you need? Because obviously you'd have a pretty big, big three at that point if those guys are available and playing. I, I wouldn't say I put a lot of confidence in those guys in, in moments that it really matters. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'm not I – got, I got to see. I got to see. I got to see, man. I mean – also, I'm wondering what y'all think about this. If they were to get K to that for that KD Kyrie trade to exist, they would have had to give up AD. What do y'all think should have been done, or what would y'all have done in that? Situation? Yes. No. Unequivocally, I would have no, done that. No, no, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. He, why, why not? Why because not? because I, I mean, you want for, a chip for him in 2020? I mean, it's it's that too, and like I said, it all comes back down to. You know your 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 franchise's image. You can't do AD like that after you just sold the whole fucking house to bring him on. He's supposed to be the guy who's taking you into the post Bron era. You know KD's old ass ain't, ain't taking you into no post Bron nothing. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you 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 can't move AD. No. Here's the only I reason mean, that AD I say yes. Hel- this doesn't stay healthy, so yeah. I don't know if you can really rely on him to do anything with you know post Bron. Honestly, if he's not playing, you know, I mean, he couldn't do. He hasn't done anything with. Brian the last two years because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, they're the Lakers, so they don't. I don't. They don't have to exist, you know, the same way the Nets do. The Nets are trying to be somewhere people want to go. In 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 history, historically, people have wanted to go to LA. You know what I mean? Because you're not just coming to the Lakers; you come to LA as well. I don't, and and I, you know, they will win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guarantees a chip or two. I would I would imagine if they would have if, if those who would have come so. I mean, 
I, I would do it. I would do it. You know what I'm saying? I say anybody I, yeah. not named not named LeBron, Raymond, you know, James Senior, hey. You know what I'm saying? I Ty, everything Tyler said is correct. Like they you know, oh, and I sure. mean they and, and when they but, brought A D in, the right. rollout was here's the future, right? right. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. here here's here's our next guy. And you can't you can't do that. That being said, the injury thing, you know, I think it's overblown a little bit. I think it's interesting that that sticks to AD in a way that it doesn't stick to Kawhi and Kyrie and, and other guys who are less available than AD. Um, it's just because he's so big and soft looking and he's always falling down that anyone who watches him play basketball gets angry at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Kawhi just goes, I'm out for the next six months. So you don't yeah. see that kind of like physical, you know, what the fuck is this guy on that you see sometimes with AD. But I would say the only reason I would say yes is Kevin Durant. It's the only person I would say yes for, but if you have a chance to put, Braun and KD and Kyrie Irving on the court together. I don't give a fuck. We'll figure the image out. We'll figure the image out later. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine, though. The image will be fine when you have those three. That the is image the solution when you are that, to the image that problem. It's showtime 4.0. Beatles. You know what I mean? You'll be okay. But, I mean, the thing with AD, with them getting them rolling out the red carpet to be the future, you're supposed to be the guy now. Like You've got to be the future then. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to, you know, you have to be it. And he hasn't been that. We were, we've been saying for the for the even the, the 2020 chip, we were saying for them to win, AD has to be the best dude on the court. And at points, it seemed like that until the finals when Braun was like, All right, yeah. I'll press the gas. Thanks for bit. getting you know, me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's now it's <laughs> now it's my time. It's my turn. You know I'll drive I mean? the last leg. Right, yeah. right, right. I, I got this. You feel me? We get no no time for play play anymore. You know what I mean? But, like, the last few years, he hasn't been available. You know, and then this year when he was available, he did not look anywhere near, like, the best player on that team. You know what I mean? Um, and he's still trying to figure out what position he wants to play. It's like, you know, he has, it, it, it's, 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 it's too much going on. I, I mean, we know what we're we getting out of KD. You feel me? I mean, outside of them playoffs. It's, 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 <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 99.9% of his career, we knew who was getting out of KD. So I'll lean on that. You feel me? <laughs> Um, okay, last uh, last basketball topic before we get to the interview with Matt. Um, the super maxes are super maxing. <laughs> it's fucking the quarter Billy Boys is now a fucking NBA club. Jokic gets the biggest deal ever. It's worth over three hundred million dollars. That feels like racism. Racism, even though he's incredibly fucking good, and I get he deserves every damn dime. But for Jokic to be the highest paid player in NBA history feels the type of way in my spirit. You know what I mean? Here's my here's my question off that topic. The ancestors are not are not agreeing. Here's my question off the off the topic. Is it racist for Jokic to have the biggest deal in NBA history? That was literally really? no. it feels it's, that it's way. All but about, bro. It's all about timing, yeah. bro. Like like Jokic yeah, exactly. Jokic is top five. Jokic is top five. He's, you know, oh, yes. Yeah, he's top five. It's, it's fucking, you know, whatever order. You, it's, it's Bron, Giannis, Steph, KD, and, and Jokic in my book. Um, so, yeah. And I, he's the one who signed the Supermax yeah, this year, so it's yeah, the biggest. So, yeah, it's, it's, right, it's, it's right, all about right. timing. He will not have that distinction for long, so so, so, so right, take right, some right. solace in that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will take some solace. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back in a second with our interview with uh, Matt Sullivan talking about everything going on with the Nets. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. I'm a huge Dodgers fan. They're hosting the Padres this weekend. Kershaw going on Sunday. 
Uh, that's probably what I would be looking at for sure. But there's so much more to love about betting on FanDuel. They've got great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you get paid fast. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code JNJ, that's J-A-N-D-J, to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana, and permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. All right, we're excited to welcome on a recurring guest on Jenkins and Jones, Matt Sullivan, uh, wearing a very agreeable Abort Alito hat uh, that uh, I think all three of us fuck with heavily. Matt is Skullduggery on Twitter. He is uh, the sports guy at Rolling Stone, and he is the expert on all things uh, Brooklyn Nets dysfunction, Kyrie Irving dysfunction. Uh, he's Mr. Implosion. Matt, welcome to the Mr. show. Mr. Implosion. I like that. I like that. It's good to be <laughs> <laughs> good to be back guys good to be back good, so good to have you on man so so uh spill the tea sis what's 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 some insider information <laughs> spill the tea. that it you might spill. have that we are not privy to the floor is yours spill the tea sis. i mean i mean i think we all knew that Kyrie was uh was in a fight with management right i mean he is a he is the ultimate believer in um the entertainer controlling his or her own destiny right he rocks with like naomi osaka mm -hmm. all of that kind of do your own thing fuck the agency and there was definitely a play by joe sai who's a master negotiator alibaba the amazon of china all this and and sean marks who basically sucked up to kd and Kyrie, since they got there since Kyrie handed them kevin durant on a silver platter right they're gonna suck up to Kyrie, let him do what he wants but i honestly think that the vaccine stuff just pissed off Cy for long enough had to you know lobby for him with the mayor have him in have him out and by the time that Kyrie's contract negotiations came up they were ready to play hardball they were ready to take some of the power back and i think KD in being one of the uh, the ultimate proprietors of player empowerment drew a hard line himself, right? Y'all don't manage me. Y'all don't tell Kyrie Irving what to do. He is a god of this game. You give him the max money because he is a superstar, Hall of Famer, bar none. And when you start messing with that, you start playing with fire. And honestly, I, I just thought it was a little bit of smoke, not fire. And this is now a uh, raging burn the house down nba dumpster fire to the nth degree and it's fun man it's gonna be fun <laughs> oh, I'm a, he I'm, loves the chaos I'm, I'm gonna tell you i didn't i didn't think kd was bluffing for a second when he said that kd is not a dude who talk who says shit just to hear himself talk bro if he says something he means it you know what i mean so as soon as he said like you know get shit right with Kyrie, or i'm exploring my options i thought it was time for the nets to throw all that hardball shit out the window it was time to take all their base out their voice after that point right like like it, it was time to go from Kyrie, we're not standing for this anymore to hey man we talked to cab Kyrie, and uh, uh we're gonna get this done you want to come to the office like i really i really think that's what they they misstepped here they thought kd was a dude who who was you know just talking to hear himself talking he's not that guy at all bro that's why his Twitter so fire. Whenever he talks, he has something to say. And he, I, he meant every word of this shit as we see. That's what's up. I, I just thought his public posturing to it was more like, well, I haven't been talking to the team for weeks because I've been on vacation, which 
he likes to do, or I haven't, um, you know, been, he hasn't been recruiting players on the side because he doesn't want to fuck with tampering rules, but it was real. He was despondent and, you know, KD has done this seismic shift thing obviously many times. And I think he has uh, no, no problem with rocking the entire league. And this is going to be the biggest trade in NBA history coming up. I mean, the fact that he's signed for, for four years and, you know what I think is underrated in this guy in this guy's is not just Katie's obviously like being able to pull that lever of ultimate power just being an all-timer but Kyrie and loyalty playing a big role there in that KD was willing to say if you're not going to max out Kyrie you don't respect players I'm not going to stay with this franchise but at the same time Kyrie's trying to get back to LeBron James right I mean we're not talking about that enough that right. like we may be about to see that ultimate reunion and so Kyrie basically like is bailing on his one buddy who's maybe like the second best player in the league all-timer for LeBron right I just like we're kind of sleeping on that that Kyrie's about to go play with LeBron again I mean he's forcing his way to the Lakers it seems like an inevitability at this point nobody else wants him Westbrook's a nice you know got to get asses in seats in Brooklyn um so it's like Kyrie was playing behind the scenes and and knew that at the same time that KD's maybe I don't know knows that DeAndre Ayton could do a sign and trade or something they're getting what they want but but Kyrie I think is is ultimately the catalyst for a lot of this um erratic change shocker they're saying that Katie and Kyrie want to play with each other, and there was a chance that they both go to the Lakers. Like, I don't what, think what, it, it, it sounds like Rob Polinka won't give up AD, which I think is what that would take for the Nets. Yeah. Unfor- unfor- I would love it if we could get those guys to the fucking Lakers, obviously. But. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful with, with a lot of the smoke you? screens here, right? Like, I love Brian Windhorst, but, you know, he's got Rich Paul in his ear, and Rich Paul might be trying to orchestrate something where he can get all of his guys together without having to, to sell out AD. I mean, I'm sure that's LeBron's dream, right? I mean, we, we talk about. Sell him out. I mean, so, so what it. Sell please. him out. 24 games last year. (laughs) Sell them out. (laughs) I mean, to what extent is LeBron pulling a lot of strings here, right? I mean, we got to realize that he can send Kyrie into into battle to say, we'll get the super team. We'll get you and AD and the band back together. But I think KD the Lakers is a stretch. I mean, the assets really there. I'm sure Sean Marks would like to pull off some four-team trade to get, you know, 11 draft picks and become the new Oklahoma City Thunder. But it's a long fall from where I started with this franchise that – the Nets are going to be back into super oblivion, super oblivion. I mean, it's going to be the ultimate implosion. I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of Simmons too. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much they really care about him because if they get him off the books, um, then it opens up, you know, some, some trade flexibility for the Autobios of the world. Um, you know, Carl Towns, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Shai, Gil- Gil- Alexander, guys like that. They're stuck in a, in a tough spot right now. It'll be interesting to see how much KD just says, no, nah, I don't want to play at this place. No, nah, I don't want to play at this place. Oh, you like Brandon Ingram? Well, I don't like New Orleans. So, you know, he, he, I don't think I, I don't think he, he has any bones about being that guy. I just saw James Harden do it, right? Right in front of his face. I mean, like, how much say-so do the players have in these situations? I mean, you know what I mean? I don't want to play here. We don't give a fuck. We're going to get this guy for you from you going there. Good luck. You know, I mean, that's what it would seem like when it comes to business he doesn't have any stipulations that prevent him from going to certain cities so how does it, how does it work in these situations i mean kevin durant has led the way of player empowerment i think lebron obviously set the precedent but that was really a free agency thing and and i think kd has been able to shamelessly obviously go to golden state shamelessly give up on them and 
I, I just don't think that the superstar, the super duper star, gives a shit about what his contract says or what any GM says. And I think this move by KD, this flex, seems from the Kyrie loyalty aspect to be as much about players declaring their power. Kevin Durant saying, GMs and owners got nothing on me. And this is, they are never going to take the power back. This is like player empowerment, I don't know, 3.0, 4.0. And he's setting a standard yeah. that, you know, it's not just James Harden whining his way and, you know, uh, widening his, his waistband way toward, toward Philadelphia. I think KD got pretty sick of him. But it's like, you know, if you're in the mood to disrupt the entire NBA, you can do that. And it doesn't matter about contracts and it doesn't matter about what you're leaving in your trail. I don't think KD feels any loyalty to management anywhere um, to leave them in, in a good space. Yeah. Well, and I think like Tyler hit it on the head and you just hit it on the head with the player empowerment. The thing here with Kyrie and KD is I think everyone understands those guys would sit the entire year. If they don't go, you know, I mean, like they'll sit the entire year. They don't give a I fuck. don't know if KD but, like, can go no... an entire year without hooping. He's a pure hooper. He wants to win. I think he. But if they don't move him, he's not playing for the. You know what I mean? Like to, to your point on the player empowerment, like he he and Braun have understood and Kyrie as well. We hold the cards because it's our body. Like we are the like we are your whole product. The, we talked about it in the last pod, but the Nets ticket salespeople are now selling courtside seats to fucking Ben Simmons. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not what they were selling. The, you a know, Kardashian somewhere will store. buy those tickets. <laughs> I look at it like this. I think the Nets have to send KD where he wants to go. Because, I, I, you know, at first they didn't want to fold to Kyrie. Now they're going to have to fold to KD. Because I think that... If you send Kevin fucking Durant to Sacramento or some shit, what does that do for how are future free free agents going to look at you, right? Like they're going to look at you like, okay, if shit goes south with us, they are not going to honor my wishes at all about where I want to go if if I want to split town. So I think that that they are back into a corner now. Like I said, they didn't want to fold to Kyrie, but they're going to have to fold to KD. Yeah, facts. And if if they have to settle for Scotty Barnes and Siakam, it's going to have to be like a three or four way. They're not Kevin Durant did not flex this muscle to get shipped to fucking Canada. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he but, would, he, but he wouldn't even buy a house if he went to Sacramento. Like he would never leave Brooklyn. He wouldn't even show up in the fucking city. So you know what I mean? Like, right. But but he, so here's my question, and I'm I'm asking as as basketball fans because I think all four of us um, are people who prefer human beings to billion dollar corporations. I think all four of us see the the benefit of the player empowerment era, and I've been an open cheering for that for basically the entire time this stuff's been going on even with some of the crazier stuff that's happened as you mentioned with James Harden my question is as basketball fans everyone's talking about this is going to snap back really hard in the next CBA that the ownership of the league is just like not seeing this as a tenable situation I understand their point at this tenable. point, not tenable. <laughs> tenable. But as fans of basketball, for Matt and for John and for Tyler, like, do you like this aspect of free agent? Do you like the hey, contracts don't mean anything. Guys can force whatever they want. Like, are you enjoying it, or do you see maybe the ownership point that it's like, hey, if you got four years on a contract, maybe we could expect you to play one of those years. You know, where do you come down I, on it as a I, fan? I thoroughly enjoy it. It ain't my motherfucking money. Like, <laughs> like we don't, ain't no basketball going on right now. This shit is exciting. That's all we got. I love it. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, the content is crazy over the last three weeks. The, the season's been over for three weeks, but we're still talking about this shit. And I don't give a fuck about a corporation. 
You know what I mean? What type of nigga I look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I want the players to do what they want to do. Good for them. Yeah, and as a long-suffering Knicks fan who headed into Nets world, you know, it, it just was an extension of what I learned at Bleacher Report. This is a player's league, and that's a good thing. This is an Instagram world, and that's a good thing. You can love Steph Curry and Kevin Durant at the same time. And you can love this drama and hate them the next minute. I just think what's interesting is that ownership claims to kind of get that, right? Like Joe Sai was saying last year that, you know, they're, I'm just reading from my book. They're, they're literally megastars, very, very powerful. So you can't treat your players as employees anymore. They're your partners in the business, which is what I think Kyrie Irving signed up for, right? He's like, okay, here is uh, a jersey we can control. Here is a franchise we can run. And he's, he's consistently said that, right? It's like, he said it when right. like, we need some pieces, you know, and everybody's worried he's going to like throw the Joe Harris's of the world under the bus when he got there. And as recently as him just getting swept after not playing that well, he's like, yep, looking forward to managing the franchise in the off season with the owner and the longtime GM. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't think that this, this owner in particular, who will be maligned by, you know, Nets fans the world over for, for years, I think that partners in business thing he threw out the window and started treating Kyrie like an employee once Kyrie was acting like a bad one. Every, everyone likes the, uh, the players are our partners when they're reaping and when they are sowing, it's not so fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think, I think it goes back to this, you know, I think lots of people forget that KD and Kyrie were Nets before Josiah was. Like, mm. Josiah came on board and bought the Nets months after they came on board. And I think a lot of owners, damn near all of them, I'd say, they do not get into sports ownership to foster healthy employee relations. <laughs> they get in there to impress other rich dudes. And these and Josiah felt like a laughing stock. Around the other issues, and I felt like he felt like he had to, you know, get some of some, you know, get his reputation back and play hardball with Kyrie. And now it's going to cost them everything. It looks like. And these GMs, honestly, man, will do anything to save their asses, anything to save their jobs. And if that means one moment you got to be at KD's doorstep, and the next moment you got to be doing exactly what your billionaire boss tells you to do because he's upset with the other guy. Um, they'll do anything to save their asses. And I think now Sean Marks has to reinvent this franchise again. And it's just sad because, like, when Cy bought this thing for whatever, $3.5 billion, including Barclays Center, you thought, well, he thought that they were going to be the next Warriors, that they were going to be this international franchise that would sweep in. And when uh, Daryl Morey sent that stupid fucking, well, that fi perfectly fine tweet that screwed over the Rockets as, like, <laughs> this Chinese empire, I think he thought that they were going to be these ambassadors to the world uh, for years and years and years. And I mean, the Nets were supposed to win like a three-peat. And here we've just had disaster after disaster. And I'm not sure you can blame the state of the world over the last three years. I'm not sure you can keep blaming COVID or injuries or what have you. I, I just think the, the, the championship mentality, that elusive accountability and culture in, over the last three years has had to do with being flexible. And the Nets were not flexible enough. And those stipulations were gone from, like, the last few years that yeah. prevented Kyrie from playing. You know what I mean? Like, he could, he could play now. So it's just really weird that they want to press that. And talking to, like, uh, Mike's original question, like, you know, we saw what happened with Blake Griffin, where they signed the man and sent his ass to Detroit right after that. I don't – you know what I mean? Like, so, dog, like, Katie doing this? Do this, Katie. Use your power. You are a God-tier player. Act like a God. You know what I mean? I believe that. And I don't think he owes anybody anything. You know, when I was reporting my book, I remember talking to just randomly Gordon Hayward was sitting around before a game and he was hurt. And I was asking about player empowerment, which is kind of the theme of my book. And if he'd ever talked to 
and then I just told him what the book was about and I was doing it kind of through the nets. He's like, Oh yeah. When I was a free agent, KD called me up or I, I texted with him and he's just like, you don't owe anybody anything. Do what you want. You know, because he felt bad leaving Salt Lake city. Like players hate playing in Salt Lake city. Like hate those racist oh, fans. Understandably yeah. so. Yeah. Even the white guys hate playing in Salt Lake city. <laughs> Even the Haywards of the world. That's but I thought that was an interesting philosophy that KD would spread that gospel around the league. You don't know anybody, anything. And, you know, he got hated on for going to Golden State. I mean, like, what if the, somebody does pull off some crazy super team trade to the Lakers or the Suns? Like, yeah, hell yeah, he's ring chasing. He's a winner. That's cool. He's allowed to do that. What's interesting about the, the Warriors thing, too, is like how much money KD made going to Silicon Valley. He's a fucking billionaire now, a future billionaire. You know what I mean? So whatever the hate is, you know what I mean? He's he, he screws McDuck, all right? <laughs> yes. He'll be all right. You know what I mean? Blowing coins out his bill. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what would be curious to me. And, Matt, you, you obviously you know, know, know more about his mindset than we do. But if you look at the moves he's so far made that he controlled, obviously he had no say in, in the Sonics moving to, uh, <laughs> to fucking Oklahoma. Right, but, right. It, but he chose to go to the Bay and New York. And as a guy who, for as obsessed with basketball as he is, he's a really savvy business guy outside of basketball. And he's chosen previously with his last two moves to go to places that, where he can maximize that, where there's a lot of non-basketball business stuff going on. I was kind of surprised to see him talking about Phoenix as sort of the top destination just because – um, as I get maybe a snobbish Californian, I just don't see Arizona the way that I, that I see San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, but I, but I, but I think, and, I think KD's York, you know? enterprise is kind of on autopilot. You know, he he's mm -hmm. there. He's as involved as he needs to be. He sits in a meeting and signs his name. I think, you know, whatever you think of Rich Kleiman, he's certainly gotten rich off of this situation. And I think KD, above all, above any deal, above any whatever boardroom content, like, podcast which is also kind of propaganda for him um is is, ha is happy to just go to play with monty williams so he like you know he's played with before loves hooping play with chris paul get a ring i mean that's that's a, it, it's that fundamental for this dude i don't i don't think he really he know he's aware of the seismic changes he enacts but he does it for himself i don't and and i think he does he, he like i'm not sure kevin Durant is going to be out here preaching you know, we need to take the power back. Like Kyrie's having these cryptic Instagram posts with the infinity right. emoji. Like Ky Kyrie is literally like a walking version of that new emoji. That's a, a smiley face that like melts into the ground. Right. Like, <laughs> and, Them shrooms be shrooming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be microdosing his way through uh, the crypto.com right. arena for at least a year. Right. <laughs> As long as that jumper falling, I'm cool with it. You feel me? That's incredible. Uh, all right, Matt. Thanks for hopping on with us, man. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you've got a scoop dropping tomorrow, so uh, everyone check out Skullduggery oh, yeah. on Twitter. His new piece for Rolling Stones coming out. Uh, I'm assuming you're not allowed to talk about it, but it sounds very exciting. So I'm I'm uh, looking it forward to that. It is not basketball related. Uh, I think we could all use a, a mini break from the incessant soap opera that is our wonderful sport here. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks to Matt for hopping on with us. Uh, we love having that guy on. Um, very excited for very excited for that story tomorrow, uh, which I, I think I'm not allowed to talk about what it is, but it's going to be very cool. So follow Matt on Twitter, Skullduggery. Um, before we move on to, I do have one nonsense topic, but I have one last sports topic to get to first. Did you guys see that USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten yesterday? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> 
That is interesting to say the least. What are your thoughts on it as, as, as a lifelong Californian, Mike? Well, I think John just said the only word that is, I mean, the whole story of it is the word profitable, right? Um, And I think this is the direction that college sports are moving in of increasing national. It's the direction everything is moving in of increased nationalization, right? If you're good locally as a media company, as a whatever, you're going to get bought by a national company and they're going to nationalize whatever you're doing. There's not really like everything's moving away from regionalization. And I understand it from a media move. The Pac-12 network is ass. You have a USC football team that's trying to become a top five program in the country again. And you have a TV channel that I have a, um, I have a hack, just to be honest, I have a hack to direct TV box. I have a box that gets every channel that's available. And I don't real get real nigga. And I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the Pac-12 network because it's not available, right? Like it, you, you're trying to be a national brand and your conference is so incompetent that they can't put together a real media deal the way that all these other power conferences have the shit. So from that perspective, I get it. It makes dollars, so it makes sense. From the perspective of, as you guys know uh, about me, like we don't just cover football and basketball. Like I, I cover, so- I cover college softball. I cover c- college women's basketball. You're telling college softball players they're flying a fucking Maryland for conference games? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you're t- their, their entire conference is a four to five hour flight away for every road game that you're going to play in every sport at UCLA, not just football, basketball, but in every sport you are going to the fucking Midwest for your close games. Like, I don't see how that makes sense as a whole. And the reason that I don't see how it makes sense is because it does not make sense. Yeah, <laughs> There were a couple of thoughts I had about it. One was um college college is rooted in like regionalism that is the appeal of it like you know the sec is the the biggest fucking football in the country because it's all on that fucking you know uh, uh southern um you know fucking yeah but you know perimeter southern there Starbucks, right yeah. like like unc duke is the best rivalry in college basketball because they're 15 minutes apart ohio state michigan is the best rivalry in football because they're one state over from each auburn, other alabama you know auburn you know alabama I mean? yeah and and, and and I just don't – I think the further you move away from that, the less college starts to make sense. And another thing I took from it is for, you know, USC and UCLA, two programs who have been, you know, scrambling as of late in regards to landing, you know, five-star California kids in, in, in terms of basketball. I feel like yeah. this is them saying, fuck basketball, we're leaning into football. Because you are not going to sell a Straight fucking up. L.A. kid on, hey, you know, come to UCLA. I know you dreamed of, I know you grew up dreaming about playing Iowa, right? Like, that's, <laughs> that, what, what type of fucking pitch is that? That is not, that, that dog ain't going to hunt. But, um, right. but, but the, the, the teams in the Pac-12 ain't the same no more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those rivalries within, the, like, they're not, they're not the same anymore. So even if you, the teams you dreamed of playing are not those teams anymore. You feel me? So, but I, I get it completely. Mm-hmm. But it's like that conference as a whole is just it stinks now. You know, what I, I mean, I think, like, and I don't, I don't think they're done. I think you'll probably see. I'd be surprised if Oregon and UW are still in the Pac-12. I'd be surprised if Stanford right, and Cal right. are. You know, yeah. Look, your Arizona, your Utah, your Colorado. ASU. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You asked out. <laughs> we don't want you. Y'all can stay. But I mean, like they didn't like the what's it the the they, they what's it the Big Twelve, Big Twelve, Big Ten, whatever. They just signed like a the biggest media con like with 
billions of dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. So and like, to, well, and I mean, it, it came out yesterday, like ten minutes. I mean, what was crazy to me was the speed of it. It was reported that they were talking about it, and then the shit was signed like five hours later, which is insane to me. You know, but um, within like a half hour of the deal being signed. It comes out, Apple TV is talking to the Big Ten about, you know, like all of a sudden now Apple TV is like, oh, now it's a national coast to coast brand. Let me throw a billion dollars at them and syndicate it. Like that, like that's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's what they care about. From the business side. Like that's impressive to see them make that move and then to get get more bread on these on this side. But, you know, like like Tyler's saying from like, you know, the bat like a sports fan side, bro, come on, man. I just you know think I mean? that, like, as everyone has access to the same internet, the same streaming programs, etc. Like, we're the we're the youngest people who will walk the earth, even when we're eighty. We're the youngest people who watch the Bulls because we got the channel the Bulls were on. Right, like, right, right, right. Like, we just, we like, just snuck into that WGN. Straight up, you know, people I mean? three years younger than us. It's yeah. it, it's a, it's a completely different media experience, and I think that that's what's driving everything in sports. Like, um, I know none of us follow soccer particularly, but do you guys remember they they were going to form that Super League that was going to be like the best teams from the yep, English yep, Premier League, yep, the yep. best teams from Germany, mm-hmm. the best teams from Italy. And ultimately, because those countries are a little bit less capitalist than us, the fans of those teams were able to make enough stink about that that it killed mm-hmm. the deal, right? Yeah. We don't have that in America, obviously. Shit, just, uh, what the corporations want to do, the corporations are going to do. But I, I did think as that was happening, I have a lot of friends who are big soccer fans who are like, this is criminal. You know, like, whatever happened to country and love of uh, all this other stuff. And for me, as a dumb, casual sports fan, I was like, well, I think soccer is cool, but it's too complicated for me to follow because it's all these fucking leagues and all this other shit. Mm -hmm. You put the best eight teams in the world in a league, I'd watch that shit. You know? (laughs) The games are on a predictable time. So I feel like that's what it's about. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, best of luck to the fucking lacrosse teams or whoever that are catching 6 a.m. flights to be in places for a 1 p.m. game on the east coast <laughs> i never really watched i mean i watched i didn't watch the pac 10 after like arizona wasn't running shit you know what i'm saying like the years yeah. when ucla was good arizona was good like i didn't watch it probably in like 10 years 15 years whatever but like the big east them breaking that up that hurt me because i yeah. love the big east tourney was my favorite conference tourney in basketball you know what i mean it was always fucking fun and um, so, I mean, it, people that are fans of, like, the Pac-12 Pac like that, you know, I, I get it. But, it, 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 I mean, it would suck. But, like, yeah, I mean, so if it's, like, the Big East, I, I can understand, like, it's sucking. But from a business standpoint, Jesus Christ, that is a lot of money and a lot more money will be made from that. But All right. Uh, last topic. Disgusting topic. I apologize for bringing it up. But Carl Cologne at Dens underscore 415 tweeted yesterday, and I've just resent this uh, tweet to the group chat. Stupidly went to a rib food truck and ordered ribs, not knowing they were plant based. Yeah, never again, bro. I want you to just look at Those the are- ribs and tell me what your first thoughts are. <laughs> Those are Snickers, bro. <laughs> That's a Twix. What the fuck is that, bro? That's a veggie stick. That's a mozzarella stick drowned in fucking barbecue sauce. That is horrible. It is abysmal. And my country ass feels disrespected that you even call that a motherfucking rib. You know what I mean? Shut that motherfucker down. That is false advertisement. That's a lie. That this is, is fucking horrific. That okay? is the most disrespectful shit ever done to ribs I've seen in my life. Because, because for one, you didn't smoke those motherfuckers. You baked them. 
you baked a stick of fucking tofu and you put some goddamn sweet baby rays on it and called that shit ribs. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck that, man. Ain't no rib in that rib. Right? Where Ain't is no the rib? rib? Where is the bone? No bone I, need a an, I need an animal bone in that motherfucker. Where's the rib in them weak ass ribs, nigga? <laughs> That is a fucking tofu stick. That is barbecue tofu, <laughs> bitch ass nigga. Let's jump this motherfucker. Where is it at? Drop the, <laughs> drop the link. We should protest outside of that shit. They are lying to the people, and we will not stand for it. Okay? Those aren't ribs. Those right, aren't those ribs. aren't ribs. Where's the rib? Where's the rib? Prove to me there's a rib in there. Jesus Christ. Ribs are not supposed to have corners. No, they aren't, bro. <laughs> corners sharp as fuck, too. Bro. Corners are, this is a 90-degree angle on them motherfuckers, right. dog. They, if your rib has a right angle, it's out. a wrong angle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> got a curve in that motherfucker. Cornbread look weak as hell, too. God damn. Little-ass bitty piece of cornbread. Nigga. Well, if it's vegan, they had to make the cornbread with nothing that you would normally use to bake something. It's got yeah. no, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's no probably eggs, it's no yellow. Milk. That, that, ain't, that ain't it. That ain't it. You know what I mean? That, come on, man. Oh. I felt like it was especially offensive for him to be served that at the start of Fourth of July weekend also. Like, this right. is a Just sacred a meat. This is a sacred company, meat holiday. Bro, <laughs> you ain't got to lie. Serve poke bowls. You can, you know, keep it real natural over there. Well, ribs, we we want all of that bullshit, okay? Fuck you mean. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we got. Uh, we are taking the weekend off for the holiday weekend. Uh, Tyler, are you grilling this weekend? Oh, you already know, dog. You already What's the plan? I'm actually doing some ribs, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> some real ones? I'm going to show you how. I, I'm going to show you some real motherfucking ribs. I'm going to do some ribs, and and I got some um some some jerk sauce from my Jamaican spot, like fresh from Jamaica. So I'm going to do like oh. some, some some jerk chicken skewers, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give that a whirl. So, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a motherfucking celebration over here. I love fucking Jamaican jerk shit. We have a Jamaican spot opening up in Long Beach. It's the first time we've had a, a real Caribbean spot opening up. Like a, a husband and wife from Jamaica opening mm-hmm. a Jamaican spot up in Long Beach in like a month. I'm going to be there fucking. When we went to Philadelphia for the Penn Relays, which was the blackest shit ever, by the way. <laughs> the Penn Relays. Most fun bro, people don't talk about that shit. That shit yeah, is it's fire, a, it's the, Yeah, the most fun sporting event I've ever been Buckle to. Buckle shit for me. It was track, it's track and field, so it was Jamaicans everywhere. And they were just, I mean, the jerk chicken was like, it was, the jerk chicken is in the air. It was fucking, <laughs> it was everywhere. And the shit is, it was so good, bro. So anything I try and get out here is nothing like what they had out there. They just, they, and they eat that shit for breakfast. <laughs> bro, I, um, at my last crib before I moved here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there was like a, a uh, right off of, is it Washington? There was a um little, Jamaican spot I always went to. And me and my grandmother, every two weeks when I was in St. Louis, we went to the palm tree. The palm tree, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, she, she's a big smoker, so. She <laughs> <laughs> Smoked for 60 years, you know what I mean? Big hot. But yeah, yeah. I, and I also, I remember like in, in, like in uh, high school, we would go to like the club. There was a, this dude that only was Jamaican. So we'd get some jerk chicken right before we walked out, right when we walked out the club. So, you know what I mean? Go party to and dance till we sweat. Walk out, grab some jerk chicken, bro. I miss some country-ass times, dog. <laughs> <laughs> good old days, baby. You feel me? All right. Wishing everybody a good holiday weekend. Uh, we'll be back midweek next week and then on, uh, I think, probably a fairly regular schedule going forward in the summer, uh, unless it doesn't work out that way. We shall see. And we shall see what we shall, we see. shall see. Kyrie get traded. Wee, wee.
If Kyrie and KD land on the Lakers, I am pulling up to this Zoom chat. I don't give a fuck what time it is. <laughs> I don't care. When, when, when Bron went to the Lakers, I ran through the street. <laughs> I was in Mid City. We got him. We got him. And almost got jumped on Twitter. But <laughs> we good. We fine. We fine. We All right, y'all. Bye. 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 It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.